the Taz and Jim podcast. Headline, World War I shell found in Frenchman's bottom. What? <laughs> A French hospital was partially evacuated after an 88-year-old patient, a senior citizen, arrived with a World War I artillery shell Holy. lodged in his rectum, raising the question, how long was it in there? Yeah, since WW1 or what? 88 years old. He goes into the hospital. Uh, they realize what he has lodged in his bum bum, and they had to evacuate. Now, the bomb disposal experts at the scene, they, they determined there was little possibility that the shell was going to explode inside the man. Hmm. But I guess there's always a chance. You sit on a bar stool too quick, it hits, like, it's like a hammer hitting the bottom. <laughs> but you know, they are kind of perfectly shaped. I never really thought about it, but you know, it is almost... A little tapered, right? Perfectly tapered. The other end, once Rounded. it goes in, it slams shut, and you, now, now you're stuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at a picture. It, it is not small, this thing. And it was an artillery show. It measured 20 centimeters long, more than Holy. five centimeters wide. It was really stuck in there. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the bomb squad reassured doctors by telling them it was a collector's item from the First World War used by the French military. Um, and was it a... Slip and fall? How did it get in there? I guess that's what they, he'll tell you. That's always the excuse. But uh, it's believed the patient inserted the item for sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. Glad that's not what does it for me. <laughs> you know, by the time you're 88, though, Taz, and you've seen everything under the sun, you it's may be true. there. Yeah, you're looking to try something different. Sure, shake things up a little. It's not better, it's just different. <laughs> 88-year-old man. Hey, it's Grandpa calling. I need you to pick me up. I'm at the hospital. <laughs> oh, well, no. Your knee? Me, you go, okay, Grandpa? <laughs> well. Well, that's a long story. <laughs> they had to perform a surgery and remove the artillery shell through the man's abdomen, but he's expected Whoa. to make a full recovery hmm. from the surgery. Not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they uh, they saw some things in the trenches in World War One, but <laughs> never expected that to end up in in an eighty eight year old man's trench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to see this guy take this uh, collector's item and try to sell it to the guys on Pawn Stars. Sure, <laughs> take it to the antique road show, have them hold it. Slightly <laughs> used, slightly used. Glad the man is safe, and kudos to the doctors. Yes, it's the fa la 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 game. A Taz and Jim holiday tradition, and our contestant is Jeremy in Burlington. You ready for this, Jeremy? I am, gentlemen. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll remind you of the rules. Um, Christmas Carol, our good friend, mm -hmm. she loves this time of year. She is going to call a business. Today it's a Tim Hortons. She's going to have a conversation with whoever answers the phone, randomly throwing in deck the halls with boughs of holly over and over again. You just have to guess whether or not 
the person on the other end of the line is going to respond, be overcome by the Christmas spirit, and respond with a fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. It happened once already this year. Do you think it's going to happen again, Jeremy? At a busy Tim Hortons, I'm going to say no. Okay. Mm. Let's call and find out. (laughs) Tim Hortons on Sunset. How can I help you? Hi there. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's Carol. It's Carol. Okay. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. So I've got a little dilemma. I was wondering if you guys could help me with it. And what is that? I was doing some baking last night for my holiday potluck at work, and I burnt the cookies. It's a new oven, and I thought, who has delicious cookies? Timmy Ho Ho Ho's. <laughs> so I was, I was hoping to come in today and deck the halls with boughs of holly. But okay. there's one thing, I, I, I'm a pretty crafty person. I wouldn't mind doing some icing designs on the cookies. So would I, would I be able to Unfortunately, we can't do there? that. No, what if it's a BYOI situation where I bring my own icing? Then you would be able to buy the cookies and then ice them at your, at your convenience, yes. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. So would you like to put in an order? Yeah, what's what's the uh, what's the outstanding cookie that you guys have in stock there? Which one would you recommend? We have three styles. We have the peanut butter, we Mm. have chocolate chip, and then we have the filled sugar cookie, which is a sour cream filled sugar cookie. Ooh, unconventional, but it sounds amazing. (laughs) Deck the halls with boughs of holly. I don't know what the heck this is. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Would you like to put in an order? <laughs> Deck the halls with boughs of holly. holly. Oh, no, he didn't get one. Oh, I, I thought this was the year where we got a we got a perfect game, Jim. Oh man, I felt like she was on the ropes. You had her. Christmas Carol had her laughing. She was laughing for a second there, but her patience wore thin. And (laughs) I think, Jeremy, you're very perceptive. Those, uh, those, Those coffee places this time of day. They can get a little backed up. So yeah, it seemed like she was nick fitting right there. It seemed like she had to go for a smoke before she uh, started her <laughs> Christmas singing. Jeremy, you're a winner. Deck yes. the halls with boughs of holly. La 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 la. The Taz and Jim podcast. Boy, Fortnite is getting bombarded with the lawsuits. We were talking recently about how there's a lawsuit going ahead in this country mm-hmm. against the makers of Fortnite because uh, allegedly they purposely make the game addictive so kids won't stop playing it. Now, when we talked about that, there's some people saying, listen, if your kid's playing too much Fortnite to the point where they won't shower or eat their food, maybe it's time to step up the parenting. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's something to it because listen to this. The maker of the popular video game Fortnite, Epic Games, has agreed to pay a $520 million U.S. settlement. So that's over $700 million Canadian. Hmm. 
And that's a settlement. That's not losing. Yeah, yeah. They said this is uh, our best bet. This is, yeah. Yeah. And the reason is they were connect, uh, collecting uh, children's information, children under 13, taking information from kids without a parent's c- consent, and another $245 million was for unwanted customer charges. You know yeah, when you yeah. play these games, you didn't get new outfits or the, the new Fortnite dances? S- new skins. New skins, whatever it is. I and mean, I've had my son download games <laughs> without my knowledge yeah. where I've had to change the setting so he, he can't do it anymore, right? Yeah. Well, they're saying that the Fortnite developers had purposely designed it so that kids could accidentally... You know, order stuff like whether the the price was too small, you didn't see that there was a price at all. Uh, if you have a, a, a like a PlayStation account, it'll just go on your PlayStation account. So uh, that was what was alleged, and it sounds like they're admitting that they were doing that, right? <laughs> They've settled for almost a billion dollars Canadian. That's the settlement. That's crazy. Begs the question: How much money did Fortnite make? multiple billions for sure i'm also baffled every time they talk about data that these companies harvest whether it's social media or video games how, how that data is so valuable like yeah. i get it they use it to advertise to you but for under 13s what is that data used for why is it valuable I, I don't understand you, you get them early and you start you develop a personality profile from a young age and sure, you kind of sure. have that you know, a lock on that person for their entire life. Yeah, yeah. If you get their data early enough. And then, yeah. And then, uh, you know, whatever, let's say Walmart advertises, they have a third party that it right. goes through as a middleman, and then all that data comes from Fortnite. It's above my head, but I, I do wish that I started collecting data when I was... <laughs> Just walking around, putting it in your pocket. Yeah, there's some data. Just going up to people. Hey, what's your phone number? What do you like? <laughs> <laughs> Wish I started doing that back in the 80s. Data, comic books, and baseball cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have collected all those things when I was younger. The Daz and Jim Podcast. A lot of people are going to be traveling for the holidays. Uh, if you're hitting the roads, today is the day to do it because as of tomorrow, freezing rain and snow starting. Yeah, winter weather is coming to Ontario. Already hit British Columbia. Did you see some images from BC? I did. I mean, they rarely get hit with a lot of snow, but when it happens... They're not <laughs> used to it out there. It, ha- it happened once a couple weeks ago. Like, for a day, it was crazy, and I guess nothing has changed. Well, things have been shut down, including uh, flights. It's saw a picture of the airport and... Uh, in Vancouver, and there was like snow up to the tail of an airplane. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, snow drifts and uh, hydro outages. They've got uh, delays with a, a lot of uh, different. Uh, the ferries, a lot of different transportation, sure. is being delayed in BC right now because of snowstorms. Here in Ontario, you just got the uh, the regular stuff at Pearson Airport to deal with for now. See if the snow affects it. Yeah, I've heard it's a gong show already there. Just just via tweets, I don't know 100%, but I've seen a lot of tweets in the last two days saying it, like, if you're planning on flying out, it may not happen. Brace yourself yeah. for a long wait at the airport possibly as well. Here's a story out of Hamilton. There was a group of passengers on Sunday hoping to get down to Cuba 
and they had to wait 36 hours to get on Jeez. their flights. It was a Sunwing flight. Apparently, there was crewing issues. They couldn't get the crew. <laughs> but uh, it was expected to depart at 8.45 a.m. on Sunday. And the plane was delayed at least six times. Man, and you're also missing that day on the beach, too, that you paid for at the resort. Yeah. Not only are you wasting your time and getting frustrated, but... uh, You're still coming back on the same day. Yeah, yeah, it's not shifting. (laughs) Also, if you're not prepared to get people there and to provide the service that everyone has paid for, send them home. Yeah, let them know they can come 12 can I, hours later. Can I leave and come back in a day yeah. instead of sitting at the airport? That's the word. Yeah, especially, you know, sometimes you you live a half an hour away from the airport. There's no need to be waiting there. Well, I, I want to say kudos to anyone who was in that situation and didn't absolutely lose it. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be able to handle I'd I'd probably say, I guess we're not going to Cuba and get the family <laughs> yeah. in an Uber back home. Sure. But uh, Hope you guys like Turkey Point. That's where we're going. They got some food vouchers for the food court at the airport. Mm. Uh, at, at the time of this article, it's a CBC article, at the time of its writing, I don't think they were offered refunds or discounts. So good luck dealing with that situation there. And again, just be prepared for things to not go as smoothly as you'd like them to in your mind if you're doing any traveling. You may have to be very patient over the next few days to get to where you need to be for Christmas. I want to see you peacock, Taking a look at sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. And boy, we were saying the other day, those Argentinians are passionate about their soccer. That is a grown Argentinian man (laughs) unconsolably crying after they won the World Cup. And he's not alone in that country. Boy, were they ready to party and welcome their team back. I saw one estimate of 4 million people, another estimate of 5 million people in the streets for the parade to welcome the team back. And whatever the total was, it was just a massive number of people. The like, drone footage was wild. The drone footage was wild. It was so many people that they had to turn this from a parade where the players were in open-air buses into what they called an aerial parade where they had helicopters come in and lift the players out of the situation because the bus could not move. And so they flew over the parade, which uh, upset some of the fans who wanted to see the players. Were the players dangling from the helicopters (laughs) by runners? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was watching the I was watching the buses go. Is that a no? They were not dangling from I the think helicopter. It's a no, <laughs> uh, but I saw them in the bus, and they were, <laughs> they were going under like overpasses, and the overpasses were very close to the roofs of the buses, and they were the open bus, like a convertible, and fans were jumping off the overpasses into the buses, and some like missed, like one guy's leg cut the end of the bus, and he flipped and landed like twenty feet. <laughs> totally <under> the- <laughs> I need a helicopter to go to the hospital. Well, fans were upset because, you know, they took their kids. They wanted to see uh, the players. But the thing is, when you have between four and five million people in the streets, 
minutes and you're not moving, you're not really going to see the players anyway, just because yeah. no one's moving, no one's doing anything. Hopefully you bump into them at the grocery store yeah. at some point. <laughs> but just like the like, if you haven't seen the, the videos, uh, the pictures, it's crazy because it looks like the, like the entire country took the day off. Now the most important question... Have the Argentinian people received their free Budweiser? <laughs> Remember? The, oh, yeah, that oh, was a yeah. promise. They weren't serving the Budweiser in the stands at the World Cup, so uh, the beer company said whoever wins the World Cup yeah. gets a warehouse full of Budweiser beer. They should follow up on that because uh, that's like winning the World Cup again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of thirsty people in the streets of Argentina. Thanks, Deb. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Our Kells have jumped on board. They're they're obsessed with this poll, online poll in Hamilton right now. I'm kind of obsessed too. I can't wait to find out what the result is going to be. What are they going to name the snowplows in Hamilton? (laughs) (laughs) This has become a trend. Uh, Cities, put it out to the public. Come up with your best snowplow name. And we will name the different plows. You can track them as they they travel around and remove snow through the wintertime. Now, there are 20 different suggestions available for you to vote on right now online. Mm-hmm. And there are some good ones. Melton John. It's <laughs> a good plow name. Yeah, I like it. Melton John. Betty Whiteout. Okay. okay. You know, recent, recently passed. be a nice honor. The Blizzard Wizard. <laughs> Fun to say. Darth Blader. All right. Okay. Plowy McPlowface. You know, yeah, I'm sick on. of this trend. Because this, I think this whole thing might have started when they were like, I, maybe it was Vancouver. Somebody was going to name a I boat. it was over in the UK. Maybe. Boatie McBoatface, yes. right? And now this, anytime there's a vote for name something, yeah. it's Blanky McBlankface. Yeah. Plowy McPlowface. Olaf. Kid probably came up with that one. Cute. Sprinkles. <laughs> the Big Laplowski. No, that's good. Not I like bad. that. Cleopatra. Say that again? Cleopatra, like Cleopatra. Yeah, double pun. Um, SpongeBob Snowpants. <laughs> See, I they're, these are all good, and they're very punny. And and Austin Plowers, that's good. Also good. But I, I'm leaning towards the ones that are more Hamilton centric. Yeah, because any plow could be called Austin Plowers in any city. And speaking of our Kells. Max Kerminator is one of the possible names in honor of Max Kerman, lead singer of the band. Yeah, not bad. I Proud like Max, Hamiltonian. But I don't, it's, not, uh, it's not snow-related enough for me, you know? Max Kerminator. I, I do think that maybe if you could work Arkells in, in there somehow. How about um, Arsikels? Arsikels. Like icicles? Uh... Arsicles? Oh, yeah. It sounds too much like you have icicles hanging off your butt. <laughs> Forget it. Bad if, suggestion. If, it's, if the plow's name Arsicles, Max has to drive it. <laughs> I've got some... Man, it's so cold I got Arsicles. <laughs> <laughs> no bad ideas in a brainstorm. No, no. Eugene Sleddy, uh, to honor Eugene Levy, another favorite son of Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, okay, not bad. Uh, I, I do like this one. Hamboni. 
Okay. I'm voting for it. Yeah. Official? The Hamboni. That's pretty good. That's easy to memorize. Hamilton Zamboni. That's perfect. The Hamilsonian. (laughs) It's it's too confusing, but it's tough to say. It's tough to read. Good effort. Yeah. Oh, here's another one. Okay. This is up there. These are my two favorites. Hamboni. Or Iceky Wee Wee. Mm, yes. Like Oski Wee Wee, Oski Wawa, the Hamilton Tie Cats cheer. That's a good one, too. Well, you could do two. You could do an Iceky Wee Wee and an Iceky Wawa. True. The twin plows. Yep. Can we, you vote for one? Okay, Let's, I'll do Iceky Wee Wee. I'll here. do Hamboni. So you can only vote once. Submit. There you go. Uh, you know what? I'm we have cl- contributed. I'm clearing my cookies. I'm voting again. I want this to happen. <laughs> If you want to vote for the plow names for the city of Hamilton, you can find that uh, link on the Taz and Jim Facebook page right now. Your peacock! Your peacock! Your peacock! Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Let's take a look at sports with our sports guy here on the Taz and Jim Show. It's Devin Peacock. Dev! Crazy baseball story developed overnight. A really, really crazy, bizarre story that I uh, was. Don't uh, hype it up too much. Now this better be good. Well, this I mean, <laughs> crazy if you're and bizarre. If you're a San Francisco Giants fan, you would be absolutely furious this morning because what has happened is Carlos Correa signed a 13-year, 350 million dollar deal with the San Francisco Giants. He was supposed to be introduced yesterday. The Giants at the last minute postponed it, said there was a medical concern, and then there was nothing that we heard about it for the rest of the day. Then overnight, around like 3 o'clock this morning, news broke that Correa had signed with the New York Mets for 12 years and $315 million, which is basically the same average, just one year less when you factor in the points and whatnot. And he is now going to be a member of the New York Mets. And they haven't said what the exact issue was with the Giants. But if you're the Mets, are you at least a little bit worried about the physical that he just failed? <laughs> Is that just with an the excuse, Giants? though? Because they need to buy some time or something? Well, uh, on Twitter, everyone's saying the medical issue is uh, cold feet. That yeah. Carlos Correa <laughs> yeah. did not want to play for the uh, San Francisco Giants. Last time I checked, if you're sick in San Francisco, Uh, Playing for the Mets doesn't cure you. (laughs) Well, here's one of the crazy things about this for the Mets. They have spent like crazy in the offseason. Their payroll next year is going to be $380 million. There's a luxury tax in the majors. So their luxury tax bill, which is going to be on top of the $380, is $100 million. So Steve Cohen, who's the owner of the Mets, is paying basically half a billion dollars for this team, they better win the World Series because <laughs> the like Mets fans are going to be uh, unforgiving if they do not uh, win the World Series. Let's switch over to the NHL in an interesting moment during the Toronto Maple Leafs game last night involving a player and a ref. Yeah, everything pretty much went Toronto's way against Tampa Bay last night. They won 4-1. to one. They were dominating the play. They had, you know, a 28-8 to eight shot margin over the Lightning through two periods at one point uh, uh, last night. It was kind of incredible. The only thing that didn't go Toronto's way was at the end of the first period, there was a bit of an altercation between some of the Leaf players and Lightning players. Leaf players uh, went after 
after one Lightning player in terms of retaliation for a bit of a check, and the referee jumped in to break it up and was very aggressive in terms of removing Michael Bunting from the situation, took him over to uh, the to, to get him off the ice, but basically pushed him, like shoved him like very physically off the ice to the point where you could read Michael Bunting's lips and he was saying, what the F? That was crazy, but people were talking like if a player were to treat or even touch a referee close to the way that he was touched, he would be like suspended for multiple games. The referee got very aggressive, probably too physical with bunting. I saw it. It wasn't, the ref shouldn't have been doing that, but it wasn't as bad as people were saying online. Like he kind of got stuck leaving the ice. You know, kind of on purpose, like he was kind of being a nuisance, like he wouldn't get off the ice. And the guy just kept on trying to push him through that door, and it, it did get aggressive, but, I've, it, you know, it's not the end of the world. Credit to Bunting, though, for not retaliating, because sometimes when you're pushed that way, it's not even like a... Yeah, it's a knee-jerk reaction. You, you, you might push back, you might do something. He did not, so good for him for not doing that. But for the referee, yes, he got a little bit aggressive, but also he's trying to de-escalate the situation. It's better that it goes in that direction rather than a full-on line brawl. Do you think the ref should be punished at all? He should not. But we're watching. But we're watching. Yeah, yeah. we'll keep an eye on things. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. It is go time. Jim Kelly is trying to break a world record that he himself set. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not improving, if you're not growing, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, you're not living. You, you, think, you think when Wayne Gretzky like got the point record, he just stopped scoring? Yeah. As I told my son at hockey last weekend, I'm like, buddy... Skate as hard as you can, because if you don't skate as hard as you can, you won't get faster. Hmm. True. Okay, you have written these jokes, Jim. They're originals, but we do always like to give the disclaimer out that uh, this is about quantity, not quality. Exactly. If you find any of this funny, it's a bonus. and, and Mostly an accident. <laughs> it's all about mm-hmm. speed. Are you ready? Yes. 30 seconds on the clock. What is the current record for jokes? You are looking for nine Christmas jokes in the next 30 seconds. I will start the timer as soon as you start the first setup. What potato chips do elves eat? Kringles. What does Dolly Parton's cleavage say on Christmas? Tis the squeezin'. What does Mr. T say on Christmas? I pity the Yule. What condiment do you put on hot dogs in Bethlehem? What? Frankincense. What can you see when Mrs. Claus wears yoga pants that are too tight? Mistletoe. Well, how did Santa get out of his contract? (laughs) There was a clause. Who visits Pinocchio on Christmas? Chimney Cricket. What did Jesus get surgically removed from his back? A holy moly. What's the little drummer's boy's favorite kind of joke? Pump a pump puns. Why didn't the rope get a present? He was on the naughty list. Why was Jesus born amongst the animals? Because Mary and Joseph had a stable relationship. What did it have to the hell juice? <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Jim. What? You went into, you did it again. You went into the, the zone there. You what happened? Snap out of it. Are you okay? Did the what? I didn't hear a buzzer. The buzzer went. Oh my God, when? I don't know. Were you counting? Because <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I honestly did not hear oh, a buzzer, dude. Boy, do we have to do it again? I didn't take any pauses. I think I got. I think you I. Were fast. I think I was at ten, maybe ten when it. Okay, the last joke was the stable relationship was the punchline, but the buzzer had already gone. Before okay, you okay. Got the so that out. was the one before that was why didn't the rope get a present? Because he was on the naughty 
list. I like it. Silent K, not. You know no, what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. And that was number 10. Wow. I felt like Dude. you were on a tear and boom. You didn't I, just break the record. You destroyed it. Because sometimes, you know, I have done like most Halloween jokes, most, you know, can- yeah. Canada jokes. I think 10 might be a record for all. All jokes yeah. told in 30 seconds. Yeah. Did you have some leftover jokes? Well, I said them quickly All right. at the buzzer. Slow it down. Let's okay. hear the leftovers. Yeah. Why w- Why was Jesus born amongst the animals? Yeah, because Mary and Joseph had a stable relationship. Well, you've got to have a pretty stable relationship when your wife comes to you and she's a virgin and she tells you she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to believe in miracles and you be very really, trusting. You really have to. That's, that's a test. What? But it was God. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he better be making Stable my water into wine. I heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what then, dating app do the elves use? Tinsel. Tinsel. Yeah. Almost Tinder tinsel. Yeah. Again, quantity, yeah, not when you, quality. When you slow them down, they're even worse. And you got the quantity in there. The new world record holder for most Christmas jokes told in 30 seconds yes. is Jim Kelly. Merry Christmas, everybody. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. What is there, uh, like 10 days left in this year? Yeah, I guess so. Let's get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Honestly, so done with uh, 2022. It seems like this week, every day, there's a story that's wilder than than the day before. And uh, the one that broke yesterday... Uh, looking at the story here on globalnews.ca, 18 girls charged in swarming murder of 59-year-old man in downtown Toronto. Very strange. Yeah. Now you said 18 girls because it almost sounded like you said 18 girls. No, eight teenaged girls yeah. have been charged with second-degree murder. A 59-year-old man was stabbed to death in downtown Toronto last weekend. Um, the man had been assaulted stabbed by the group, taken to hospital with life-threatening injuries where he died. As the investigation unfolded, it was learned very early on that the suspects involved were being described as eight young females. Jeez, man. As a result of quick work by officers in 52 Division, these females were able to be located and apprehended and were brought to 52 Division. Three 13-year-old girls, three 14-year-old girls, and two 16-year-old girls have each been charged with second-degree murder. What in the world? They can't be identified, obviously, because of the uh, Youth Criminal Justice Act. I just It's very confusing as to what could have possibly led this to this. It's, you what know, the if motive you, was, yeah. Well, if, you, if you heard, you know, not to genderize things, but if you heard, like, teen boys, you'd think this is a gang initiation or something, and maybe this is, too. Well, police, but, police wouldn't describe them as a gang, uh, but they, they did confirm what was alleged to have happened is swarming-type behavior where uh, a group goes after one person. Uh, it's not clear... Uh, how long the girls have known each other. Uh, it doesn't really say in the article whether or not they knew the man, but from the sounds of it, it could have been a random thing. I think, I, well, it says that he lived in a shelter. I think it was just a random homeless man. I, I don't know 100%, but um, I think I don't think he had a fixed address. That's scary. Yeah, it's com- the randomness. 
Yeah. You just never know. And and just thinking like the families of these girls, the family of the man who was killed, like Christmas is days away. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, police obviously uh, have found the girls. They've arrested them, and they are currently in custody. Uh, you know, hopefully this doesn't become a trend. Swarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting to see what more details come out, and maybe there's more to the story and, you know, reveal some sort of motive or something. I think that the scariest thing is that if it is completely random.